While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang, and before going to the cross, he sang. God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. What kind of welcome Pastor is that? Toby, I don't know, it's just a welcome. There's a lot of noises coming out of me right now. <laughs> you know, and I went a little, I went even a little hick on that last Somebody one. Somebody grab that air freshener. <laughs> I don't know what kind of noises you're making, but I don't want to smell Pastor Toby Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. It's, it's going to be with you. It's Beard Psalms Wednesday. Yeah, so. I, I think it's also like something weird happened to you Wednesday. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I my, my eyes hurting. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's making a, funny I'm, sounds. I'm just a little off. Just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Okay. What was it? Was it lunch? Did yeah, lunch do yeah. it too? Yeah. And the lunch was good though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Reformation Heritage Books is a publisher and bookseller whose mission is by the Spirit's grace to aim for the conversion of unbelievers and equip the saints to mm. serve Christ in His church through biblical experiential and practical ministry via books, tracts, and other resources. Reformation Heritage Books is committed to the conviction that the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments are originally written as our God's inerrant word, inspired by his spirit, and therefore are the only sufficient and infallible authority for faith and practice. So visit their website today at heritagebooks.org for more information. That's heritagebooks.org. Org. You're just, just pouring beer while I, I'm I just re- poured my beer. It's, it's reading WPA, Northwest. I was not very respectful. PA. That's, that's yeah. all right. Uh, I, mean, I was reading um, and people were listening. And they, they, and they was, now associate um, beer with Reformation Heritage books, which, yeah. which they may or may not like, actually. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, might not, <laughs> which, might, might not like it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is actually really good. Citrus. I, I actually, am, I actually am, I'm really excited. About I've never had this. I, well, um, I'm excited yeah. for the show today because we've been waiting to talk about David French. I know. We keep talking about David French. Like, we moved it on. We talked a little yep. bit with Robert Bortons. I think Robert yep. Bortons hit it out the park where we talked about a little bit. But I kind of want to explain uh, what we have going on. So we're going to play some clips from French when we had a, what, two it's and a half January hour conversation yep. with uh-huh. him. This is when uh, you, you had you had COVID, I think. I, I pretty much had COVID. <laughs> this I think is January 2020. Team. We were on this East Coast tour from uh, <laughs> G3 up to, up to New York. And we stopped by... Tennessee and and had uh, a two and a half hour ish. He was also with us for an hour with David French. Yeah, yeah. in a really cool barbecue restaurant and yeah. everything. That was that was good. And and Knox, well, we're pretty sure had the the 
um, the first strain know, of the COVID. What, what would we call it? Like whatever. the, um, uh, you know, um, I can't think of the word, but but <laughs> you're having never a mind. weird day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but both Knox and Neil were like out sick all the way from Georgia, all the way up to New York, oh, and yeah. me and Toby are driving in the front seat the whole time, having was, a great time. Yeah. I was sick when we were talking to friends. And you were sick when we were talking, I was just yeah. spreading COVID everywhere. Uh, me and Toby kept thinking, it was like, this is some sort of like racial flu or something because the white people ain't getting it. Gabe, Gabe, speak for yourself. <laughs> speak for yourself. Yeah, they thought it was a racial flu. Okay, so listen. So we got some clips from French, but also uh, we have David Fowler uh, yeah. online because he is my lifeline. You remember Lifeline? You know what a lifeline is? <laughs> No, that's not the sound. It makes this sound. Oh, it's oh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. My I'm gonna sound get it. was better. It, uh, it already. Might have, it might have already. been. Hold on. I think it I got it been. now. Is it going to work? Is it going to work? Here we go. No. Remember that sound? Yeah. That's... From I Want to Be a Millionaire? Like, that was the wait, sound. Wait, do, do it one more time. So, so... Uh, uh... Oh, yeah. So, you know, David Fowler <laughs> is, uh, that's not how it goes. <laughs> David Fowler is a specialist on um, common law. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't think he or say that he is. But we have him on because in case while we're having this conversation, I think it's important that we we're yeah. eventually going to get to the common law as it relates to. Well, if we're going to if we're, we're going to maybe criticize or critique uh, uh, French, a, an attorney. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. like French. A knowledgeable yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. We should have a lawyer on the line. Yeah. So yeah. this is when we have a problem. <laughs> That's I'm we'll gonna call, we'll call. I, I, okay. and so okay. he's he's just okay. in the pocket waiting until right. we get ready to in, in his Arnold Schwarzenegger and, jacket. And his that's right. So that's <laughs> that. and, and um and so Okay. I, I wanna make I want you guys to make a promise that you guys won't stone me when we get to the end of this. What? Because I might defend David French a little bit in there. And here's why. <laughs> okay. Here's why. I don't think people are it's gonna be a good being show. as fair. <laughs> As they should to David French. David French is far more sane than people give him credit, and here's why. So the, so the Franklin Graham position, 1998. Uh, I, you know, if Bill Clinton will, it will lie to his wife yep. and will lie to his daughter, who will he not lie to? Yep. 100% agree with you. Yep. Franklin Graham, 2018. And you know that stuff with Stormy, Stormy Daniels is just between... Him and yep. Stormy yep. and his wife. And t- 2019, he goes, yeah, that Pete Buttigieg is married to a gay guy. Yep. I mean, he's a, he's, he's yeah, a gay yeah, married. Yeah, he's uh-huh. Wait a minute. What's the only consistency here? Against the Democrat right. before the Republican. Yeah, right, yep. And so... Totally hate that line of... Yeah. Line. So my view, on that. So my view is really simple. I have a two-part test you have to pass for my political support. Fail one or the other and you're out. Okay. Number one, you have to have a level of character that is suitable for the job you seek. And the more important the job, the better your character should be. Number two, you have to at least broadly share my political values. So there are Democrats that I think are in their personal lives people of high character, but I cannot support somebody and will never support for somebody who vote, who believes in the modern American abortion regime and protecting that. I will not do it. So, so you're... Um Shared values and character. Shared values and character. Yeah. Yeah. And I think think that Christians of all people should be the most confident in approaching that point of view because we should be, we have been told in scripture, do not have a spirit of fear. We should, some of the fastest growing churches in the world have been churches under the thumb of oppression. And, And instead of approaching the world with faith and hope, 
And we say, we don't have to have a president that supports us for this gospel to flourish. We don't have to have a Supreme Court for this gospel to flourish. We don't have to have it. The one thing we cannot do is compromise our integrity. And if we've been telling Americans for a generation that character matters in politics, so much so that in 1998, the Southern Baptists passed a resolution on moral character of public officials. I know we're not Southern Baptists here, but it's a pretty good document. And one of them, it says that tolerance of serious wrong amongst leaders sears the conscience of a culture, which I believe is a true statement. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's not operable anymore. And now look, I know most Christians do not operate in the political sphere. Their day-to-day interaction and their day-to-day ministry is at just the granular person-to-person level. But there's a lot of us who operate in the political sphere. And that's how people will encounter a Christian. Sure. They will encounter a Christian in the political sphere. And if they're encountering me, and I am reeking of hypocrisy. Yep. Reeking of hypocrisy and panic. Man. I like that David French. I actually, uh, for the most part, agree yeah. with him in all of that. But I, you know, I do have to say, I think there's a big difference in the trajectory of Donald Trump and Pete Buttigieg. Okay, so you take their sinful natures and the how yeah. how they're acting. I I agree with them in all of that. Right. And yet, if you got to be put in the back of one yeah. of their vehicles and dragged along. Yeah. Which which vehicle you gonna get me put in? I I'll take Trump's vehicle. I'm not saying that I'm sitting passenger seat. Yeah. I'm saying I'm held hostage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so there's a different You're probably traje- in the trunk. <laughs> oh yeah, they definitely got me in the trunk. <laughs> they definitely. Got me. But there's different trajectory on which yeah. those two things are Traje- going. Trajectories and, 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 matter. Trajectories yeah. do matter. It's not to say that that's all that's there, but there's a different trajectory there. Right. And so I, I thought that was important to see because you know again he's seeing there's a moral character there. There's a value there to those moral ca- characters. And well, and, and just I mean again to. Just to set, are you joining my team? This up? No, I just I just okay. want to set. I mean, I'm kind of on your team, okay. but I don't know what you're going to say. So then we'll just I'll have to figure that out. But I guess you know, again, um, historically, you know, David French did um, ha- has used his um, his work as an attorney um, yeah. um, in defense of religious liberty, freedom of speech, yeah. and has um, and has served um, those um, causes well. Yeah. Okay, so. so now I want to get to his article that he wrote because he kicked yeah. up a little dust about this. And, and the title of the article is Don't Let the Culture War Degrade the Constitution. Right. This is from March 12th, uh, 2023. And this is, of course, in his new position at the New York Times. That doesn't make me feel confident. I know. What about <laughs> what about David French's trajectory? No. I mean, he was, um, where was he before? Well, he could be a Christianity He today. was a National he's a Review. Dispatch. Well, he's a National Review, review and then, then they started Dispatch. Dispatch, and, and then and the he, Atlantic, I think, for a bit. Well, is he still at the Dispatch, too? I don't know. Or is he done? But don't act like you wouldn't be writing an article for New York Times if they let you and paid you to. Come on now. Uh, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, well, well, that would last one article, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's, that's true. That would be one last, glorious guess, article. Yeah, point, point taken. Okay, point taken. so anyways, this is March 12, 2023. Uh, don't let the culture war degrade the Constitution. He writes, The Constitution of the United States, properly interpreted, provides a marvelous method for handling social conflict. It empowers an elected government to enact even contentious new rules while protecting the most fundamental human rights of dissenting citizens. And I'm, I'm, I'm skipping um, through the article trying to give you the, the meat. It says, if a government both enacts contentious policies and diminishes the civil liberties of its current ideological opponents, then it sharply increases the stakes of political conflict. Okay, can I say I agree with that? Yeah, I was, I was actually going to say, actually that kind of lines up with what he was saying on yeah, the yeah. video. I completely agree um, with him here. There he's just talking about sort of... Re- 
uh, church leader's opinion of yeah. of uh, politicians. But here he's saying, and that needs to stay um, uh, neutral or yeah. balanced. Uh, he's almost or, like getting getting at almost here to just equal weights and measures. Equal weights and measures. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he says it breaks not, the so, not quite. It, it breaks the social compact by rendering political losers, in effect, second class citizens. A culture war waged against the civil liberties of your political opponents inflicts a double injury on dissenters. They don't yes. merely lose a vote. They also lose a share of their freedom. Okay, can I kind of say I kind of agree with him there? Okay. But there is a morality inside of that that's very important right. to understand. Yeah. So just by because you have, what standard? By what standard? So just because yep. they might view it as a culture war, well, I'm sorry, abortion is just fact. You don't get to kill your baby. Yeah. I don't right. care if you put it in the category of right. culture even, war. Even as part of culture war. Even as war. part of culture yeah. war. And yeah. there should be laws against murder. Right. Okay. And, and, I, and I think— and, and it sounds like David would agree based off this clip. And I, yeah. And yeah. I think he used to agree on gay marriage. And he's he's gone public recently saying he changed his mind. Okay. <sighs> okay. How how you feeling about defending your friend David? All right. Trajectory uh, matters. Uh, all right. The culture war is coming for American liberty in red states and blue alike. The examples are legion. Let's start with America's progressive strongholds. On Wednesday, a week ago, Governor Gavin Newsom announced that the state of California would not renew a multi-million dollar contract with Walgreens. $54 million, I think is what wow. it is. Yeah. Not because Walgreens had failed to comply with its contractual obligations, but rather because it had responded to Republican legal warnings and decided not to dispense an abortion pill in 21 red states. So they're still dispensing in California. Yeah, right. But they're still it, fulfilling their $54 million contract in California. Yeah. Good, bad, good, but, bad, good, but, bad. This but is, Gavin. Newsom used his political power to punish a corporate position he opposed. That's bad. According to, to French. Right. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I agree with well, him I think, here. I, but I think Newsom should be in jail. That's the difference. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, right, right, right. I, I, I but but abortion, abortion is it's, evil. It's murder. It's morally evil, <laughs> which means it's it really shouldn't be on the sort of culture war in those in that yeah, sort right, of category, right. like, if, that's the like thing, though. Out. That's right. the thing. Right, that is the thing. If you can't escape those two. Those things are yeah. connected. Yeah, culture war is religious war. It's exactly right. It's who's yeah. who's the god. It's the transcendent part. Who's the god of the system? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So he asks if the right is going to condemn uh, Newsom's action against Walgreens, shouldn't it also oppose DeSantis's attack on Disney? So he's he's pointing out the the, uh, the Republican side who yeah. are sometimes doing. Uh, similar things, and I do think on the Disney thing, there is a, a somewhat of a categorical difference. Uh-huh. Th- there, you do have a little bit of a culture war thing that um, has moral implications, but it's not uh, it's not right there on the surface. Yeah, well, okay. The Disney thing is, how about we don't have any fascism? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Republican fascism, yeah. liberal fascism. How about everybody gets to engage? Free market without the yeah. governor and playing favorites or anybody playing favorites let, in the market. And let the market figure and it out. Exactly. Yeah. So they're not the same to me in that sense. He goes on. He says, state attacks on civil liberties are even affecting our most valued relationships, the bonds between parent and child. Agreed. In January, the Times reported on how public schools sometimes withhold parents' information about child's gender transition, mm. even the absence of any evidence of parental abuse. California has enacted a statute that grants the state broad authority to permit children to receive gender-affirming health care there, even potentially over the objection of a custodial parent. Ooh. And because every well, culture— Well, and now California is a sexual state yeah. for transgender And, and, and he doesn't surgeries. like—I don't think David yeah. French likes that. Washington yeah. State already has a law in place that says that a school, public schools do not have to tell their um, parents well, yeah. uh, about what 
what their what gender identity because yeah. they know who owns the kids. That's, that's, mm. And because every culture war action against civil liberties has its mirror image on the other side, okay, this is Governor Greg Abbott of Texas issued a directive to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to investigate as quote abuse both surgical and pharmaceutical interventions for transgender children, regardless of the good faith and desires of the parents, children, and caregivers involved. That's the quote that got that's the French, one that bl- uh, you know, yeah. uh, in trouble. In, yeah. And rightly so, I uh, think. Yeah. Regardless of the good faith and desires of parents, children, and caregivers involved. I mean, this goes back, back to the moral point we're making. Yes. So what about those who want to abort their children? You know. That's a physical surgery. That's a- should, should, should the, should government, does the government have a interest in that, regardless of the good faith and desires of parents yeah. and the, their abortion doctors? Right, if if basically the other way of asking this question, if if parents can mutilate their children, right. why can't they abort their babies? Right, as long as it's good faith. Well, and he's and again, let's make this very clear: David French is not for child mutilation. Right, he is not for abortion. But, but okay, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> do your sound. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna bring we're gonna bring David in in just a second because uh, I might need some help. Hold, with all right, this. Hold, 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 let me just finish. There's there's two more paragraphs I'm gonna okay, read. Okay, yeah. Yeah. To understand the gravity of the state interference with parental authority, it's worth remembering the words of Chief Justice Warren Burger in the 1972 case Wisconsin versus Yoder, in which he wrote that quote the primary role of the parents in the upbringing of their children is now established beyond debate as an enduring American tradition. Oh, thank you so much, Chief Justice Burger. <laughs> American that. tradition. Thanks for giving me permission. I'm going to call him Cheeseburger from now on. <laughs> as Cheeseburger says, parents, you get to bring up your kids. That's thank funny. You. I already had Deuteronomy. It's si- tradition to that you get to bring up your kids. Yeah. <laughs> to simply presume that parents are abusive because they may dissent from the state consensus on transgender care is to violate this principle of American law. No, Mr. French, that's stupid. That is that is stupid because it's not it's not um, descending from state consensus. He's descending from the law of God. I agree. All right. Last paragraph. The much better course for our democracy, saith David French, is to uphold a legal corollary to the golden rule. Defend the rights of others that you would like to exercise yourself. I actually agree agree with that. According to the Bible. It doesn't end the culture war. We'll still clash over contentious issues, but maintaining a bedrock defense of civil liberties lowers the stakes. Protecting, again, bedrock defense of civil liberties as defined by God's word. Great. That's fine. Not secularism or classical liberalism. Protecting individual freedom tells all Americans and all American families that the social compact holds and win or lose on any given issue. Regardless of how controversial, this country is still their home. Okay. So I think think the the big idea of what French is getting at is I I kind of, I mean, yeah, I think Republicans um, use their political powers to do things, to do fascist moves and plays that they shouldn't do. Right. And then it comes around 10 years later when the Democrats are controlling it, bites us in the butt. Yeah, I I think, I think he's talking about something, he's talking about something that really does happen. This is a real problem. That shouldn't happen. And I think even some of our friends. Yes. Some of our friends are a little more trigger happy with political power. Yeah. Than yes. what God has said in his word for them to do. Right. And they're willing to grab it, pull the levers of power. And I think I think French sees that and is going after that. But I don't think he has the guardrails up. And he used the wrong examples. Okay, so here's – okay, <laughs> I, there's, I there's so much I want to say to this. Um, Gender-affirming care. Yeah. That is not – so he's not making the right parallel between right. what's going on with Governor Newsom. Yeah. 
and how he's attacking people who are actually supporting life, right? right? Versus he's saying that that's the same thing as saying what Governor Abbott is in Texas saying that, hey, you don't get to abuse your kids. And just because you're you guys are in agreement with how this thing should run. Therefore, it's okay because there's no, no, there's actually some harm being done. But here's the problem. What is it we mean when we're talking about civil liberties? And this is why I want to bring my lifeline in, because that is important to talk about what David, I want to ask you when we talk about civil liberties and and it's particularly in the law, not what we think it is. I have a theonomic position, what I believe that is. But what are we actually holding to and what the law is pointing to when we talk about civil liberty? Well, if I just give you a quote from William Blackstone, and and I think this is important because it goes to what y'all are saying. Quote, now, now William Blackstone's important. We don't, don't know who he is. And we've been taught a lot that's wrong about him. But he was cited over 41 times in the Dobbs case. Not 41 times. But common law was cited 41 times and talked about 41 times in the Dobbs case overruling abortion. Interesting. Blackstone was cited 13 times as an authority. Okay? Okay. okay. So it's it's relevant. It's current. It's important. He says this, quoting, the principal aim of society is to protect individuals in the enjoyment of those absolute rights which were vested in by the immutable laws of nature but which couldn't be preserved in peace without mutual assistance and intercourse. And it follows the first and primary end of human laws is to maintain and regulate these absolute rights of individuals. So he ties civil society to protecting absolute things that are vested in us by the immutable laws of nature. And then he says, and over the course of history, we have distilled them, he said, the rights of all mankind to three principal or primary articles, the right of personal security, which is life, limbs, body, health, my Mm. reputation. I have a right to me, and we would say, because I owe duties of me to God. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I have to have a right to who I am to fulfill my duties. Second one was of personal liberty, moving about, and private property. He says there's no other known method of compulsion or abridging man's natural free will but by an infringement or diminution of one or the other of these important rights and the preservation of these inviolate is the preservation of our civil immunities in their largest and most extensive sense. So when I stop telling you, you can move around, you have to get a permit to, you know, go to the mall or you can't own a piece of property uh, or, or you rip off my limbs or break my body or injure my healthy body. And the law does not preserve those absolute rights belonging to all persons rooted in the immutable law. Then society has failed in its protection of civil liberty. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what I tried to do here in Tennessee on our transgender bill, and it was the only state to try to do it. None of the other states are doing it. None of the other policy legal organizations are doing it this way. But I said, I don't want to get into an argument over mental health sciences and how do you best treat a mental health issue? Because for us, we'd say this really isn't a mental health issue, right? It's, I mean, there may be some chemical thing going on, but what I'd say is the state has a duty to protect every person's body from being injured by another person. Yeah. So therefore, I said this law is the state doing its duty to protect the fundamental right of all persons, including minors, to their bodies that no person has a right to take from them. I argued 
and Jeff Schaefer and I worked on this, and he's a far better than I am on this, but I argued that that, that parents have have duty to protect their child's body. That defines their rights. So a parent could never have a right to affirm the removal of a young, healthy girl's healthy breast buds. Mm. They could they could agree to remove a cancerous one. Yeah. But you see distinction. So what Abbott is trying to do is to say, I'm doing what's just because when you're allowed to harm a a healthy person and a third party like a doctor can be paid to do it. That's like maiming for hire. We don't have murder by hire. Yeah. You can't say, well, I didn't murder Gabe. I, I just hired Toby to do it. <laughs> no, sorry. You can't do that. So I tried to root it in the common law and it was rejected because nobody here knows what common law is, but that's the, that's the answer to David French's problem. Yeah. And, and, and so here's what I guess I would also say. There's a great book. I mentioned it to you yesterday, Knox, Thomas Howard's Chancer Dance. And he says, we have spent 75 years trying to create a liberal form of government where we try to leave God out of it. And we say that it's pulled together by history, tradition, consensus, but we no longer believe in history, tradition, and we can't find consensus. Mm. And he said, now we're upset that the people we've raised with this idea that you can leave God out, are saying, great, I will leave him out, and I'm going to burn down your lousy institutions and start over the same way you burned down Christendom and started over. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Oof. So wait, so, uh, so, so, so my... Uh, thank oh. you, David. You can go do whatever you were doing. I that, think that's enough for you, sir. That, that was phenomenal. That was, that was great, Thank David. you, David. Um, my I, lifeline was yeah, a good lifeline. I, I see what you yeah, did you there. That was really interesting. Yeah. I, I came into the studio earlier, and he was like, we got a lifeline. I had no idea what we were yeah. talking about. That was great. That was a great lifeline. That is. Maybe I, we should I, do all that I have is often. great lifelines. Yeah, you do. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Um, so my, my takeaway there is, um, number one, Blackstone... And um, which is way better than cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Just chief, just yep. justice cheeseburger. Um, uh, Blackstone says that um, our civil liberties are absolute because they're grounded in the law of nature, which is the law of God is God created the world. Um, and secondly, that means that David French is equivocating on civil liberties. Okay. So then mm-hmm. I, because he's using the word civil liberties, but he no longer means what common law and yeah. what and historically meant by civil liberties. Civil liberties are absolute liberties granted by God, right. revealed in in nature and, and tradition law, and yeah, scripture yeah. and so on. But I, I, here's here's something I don't want to happen. I think that David French's point about the Machiavellian worldview that we yep, have that yep. we are playing in yeah. that. I, if I have power, that both conservatives that and some Democrats conservatives are, yep. and Republicans uh-huh. pl- right. play in. Yep. If I have power, you don't. But we got to remember that when the righteous are in power, everybody benefits. Right. Yeah. We protect the weak. Right. right. They don't. So and this is a be- difference. This is because the power is wielded under the Lord Jesus. It's it's under his word and under his law. And it's unchanging and it's fixed and it's good and it's kind yeah. to yes. everybody. And, and it's not arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. It doesn't matter right. if it yeah. helps me or not. It's the same right. for everybody. Yeah. So there's there's that that's there. But people are using the fact that he is not making a great parallel. Right. He's making a very horrible parallel right. to me and leaving. I think if he would have put anything else in here, I like actually, some of the, I actually think the DeSantis thing, there's there's some stuff I that, think we, that he's right we, about. we've been a little bit hard on DeSantis. I think he's done a lot of good things. Yeah. There's a lot of things to be appreciative of. But we talked about some of the Disney stuff. Yep. And, and we raised this question when we talked about his Disney stuff is, wait a second. Are you picking winners and losers? Mm-hmm. 
Right. And is there a is there? And I'm open to argumentation that says here's the biblical standard. I mean, I, I'd like you know, right? Tell us. Um, but it's not just enough to say they're doing bad stuff. Um, because and they're getting well shut it, shut it down. Right. I, mm-hmm. I know there. I know Disney's doing bad stuff. I don't. I don't like Disney at all. The question is, is what is the biblical way of handling it? Yeah. And so. I think people are using this particular breakdown that French, for whatever reason, I don't know why French is, I saw on the internet, people saying, wait, are you for trans surgeries? He's like, no, I'm not for trans surgery. That wasn't my point. My intention is trying to say that we are doing the same thing that they're doing and we're, we're removing that civil liberty so that now whoever gets right. power, we get punished. I think that that's what we are afraid of when Pete left get power. They're like, what kind of liberties are they going to take away from us? We just went through COVID. Look what they're doing in the education that's right. system. That's right. We see that. And then the other side is like, um, well, they're doing it on their side. Right. It's arbitrary. And so I get that. I think he's right. If he, if he would have used anything else to make the parallel where it actually added up, the fo- right. problem is that there isn't a standard to know. What bothers me, if you can't see the difference between say, what um, Newsom is doing with Walgreens and seeing real abuse yeah. with what Abbott is doing, then we're screwed. Right. That's the problem. That's right. the problem for me. If you can't see that, okay. But this is why David French, I, 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 if I'm recalling correctly, was saying, look, people, um, if you shut down the drag queen story hours, then they can shut down your churches. But the, I, I, okay. I think he was making a similar kind of argument there about yeah. civil liberties, yeah. quote unquote. But I want to know from and this. I mean, David, I mean, I mean. I may be wrong. Yeah. I want I wish David would come on because, David, we've talked for yeah. two and a half hours. Um, and you've, we've, um, I'm sorry, not Fowler, French, David French. <laughs> you've already come on. You've already been my lifeline. I would love to talk to David French because I want to know from him. Yeah. David, do you think that it is that a person, a, a father who advocates for his child to have abuse done to him by mutilating his, his son's flesh and killing Chemi- off his chemical castration, and castrating him, do you think that those people should be tried in a court of law for e- abuse? Even if. In they're doing it in quote good faith. faith, whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, like they 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 sincerely believe that this is the best thing for their child. Is well, and his article even kind of begs the question: Is he for abortification pills? Abortification? Well, no, that's what he's. That's, no, he he, for no, he's not no. for it. You know, well, I mean, that's I the thing. He's not for it. I, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. But his article is kind of like, well, well I he, think he's he trying to make a parallel. Yeah. Should Gavin Newsom renew the contract then with Walgreens? See what I'm saying? That's yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. no. It's, and, and, and he's shifted enough. I mean, he did. Yeah. Sh- he did change on the marriage thing because he used to be clearly against it, and he actually wrote an article why I changed my mind on marriage on the yeah. gay marriage thing. Yeah, yeah. See, and but, and, he, and he's actually said I've become more libertarian. He, he said yeah. I've seen that yeah, yeah. tweet on, on yeah. Twitter. But, I've become more libertarian. But the problem is, is there's there's a kind of like theocratic, theonomic yes. libertarianism yeah. that I'm great with because if you follow God's law, it really is there's there's like maybe ninety percent overlap with what is classical libertarian. Well, yeah. But it has God's word as the guide posts and the guide rails. But if you mean I'm I'm making civil liberty now to be um basically uh, synonymous with um leave me alone and let me do what I want to do and what makes me happy and I'll leave you alone. Well that's autonomous and humanistic. Right. And, and we're not 
we're not in that co- we're not in that covenant. Law represents the type of covenant that you're in. Right. Okay, right. and the law that Christians have and their positions that they hold on it represents. Um, I, I always like to use that theos. You know, um, the transcendent one. Who's transcendent? Who yeah. stands outside yeah. of creation and gets yeah. to impose laws on it? What's the hierarchical structure, right, of that covenant relationship? Yeah. What are the ethics when we're talking about laws? What are the yeah. ethics right. in that? Yeah. What happens if you break those ethics? That's the oath, right? What's the sanctions right. that happens when you break those ethics? And then what is a covenant succession? Of obeying those laws, right? That man. That's that man. And so, but T-H-E-O-S. Whenever, whenever, usually, I followed you. Yeah. So usually, what we're talking about, we're talking in the lower half of the ethics, right? Uh And we're talking about the sanctions, and we're talking about the covenant succession. But those are only revealing the T and the H. Who's the transcendent, and what is the hierarchical structure of the guy who's put things in place? So when. Again, so when we start talking about law, when he starts losing it on what abuse is, I want to know by what standard and what God is being able to define yeah. the ethics of the situation. Yeah. Or, and again, just another way of putting this in his language is by what standard do we ter- determine what civil liberties are? Yeah. Who, who gets to say that's a civil that's a civil liberty? Historically, as, as David Fowler just said a minute ago, civil liberty has been defined by the common law as those absolute rights granted by God. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. But as you just heard from Blackstone, um, the right to maim a person's body is, has never been considered a civil no. liberty. So anyway, I would love, again, well, I just, I'll, just, I'll just add here real quick. You know, Christians, if we're going to reclaim America, if we're going to reclaim the center in society, we have to think through these things. We can't, we can't offer up some sort of neutral theocracy or some sort of neutral David Frenchism that's going to get us pushed in all sorts of different corners. We have to have what we call, you yeah. know, theon- theonomic view of, of society and culture. Yeah. You have to have a view of how does God's word apply to all the, uh, you know, nooks and crannies of our culture and of our law and of our politics, or we're going to end up being kind of pushed in all the way over some, somehow David French got there. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to say though, it's not that America needs to get reclaimed. America belongs yeah. Reformation, to Jesus. Reformation Revival. You can preach yeah. now. It belongs yeah. to Jesus. That's right. He's got it That's completely right. in his hand. That's right. uh, but but we really ought to get our act together That's and right. get back um, on uh, his campaign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Amen. And we need to be mature about things, too. Part of what wisdom does is able to decipher and go in the middle of things and understand what, where people really are, what they're really yeah. trying to say. Take the meat and spit out the bones yeah. and rebuke the people yeah. who need to be rebuked. And I think sometimes yeah. what we'll do is say if it's, it's either a full rebuke or it's or um, I got to fully embrace. And it's like, no, some things are good yeah. and some things are bad. Right. And we need to deal and with pe- it. And people are complex. And, and it's co- and, 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 um, and deal with it, though, that way. Act like an adult. Are we going to talk about his, the, the other clip on backstage? No, no we gonna, can. We, we can, can talk about the other clip backstage. Uh, I mean, we, but, we, we brought up his favorite TV show at the time, which was Game of Thrones, which is, I mean, <laughs> and I you think, can hear our response I, to I that. I think sort of part of the problem yeah. here, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, like, how, how do you get to the point where you're not seeing these it's like th- there's not a moral equivalence here between the Walgreens situation yeah. and Abbott wanting to protect the bodies of children. Yeah. And I think there's something going back further where that we actually brought up with him because at the time, despite the fact that he sounds pretty sane here, he was also going on and on in a bunch of his articles about how wonderful Game of Thrones was, right. um, mm-hmm. which became infamous for all its like pornography and, and uh, you know, violent and pornography. rape scenes. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so it's sort of like, what? And, and you know, and I mean, anyways. 
Let's talk about backstage. 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 Let's go backstage. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this year our Fight Lab Feast conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. Oh, come on now. On the politics of six-day creation. The politics of six-day creation is the difference between a fixed standard of justice and a careening standard of justice. It's the difference between the corrosive relativism that creates mobs and anarchy and the freedom of objectivity, truth, beauty, and due process. The politics of six-day creation establishes the authority and sufficiency of God's word for all of life, from what is a man, or what is a woman, or when does human life begin, and how is human society best organized. Come here, Ken Ham, Pastor Doug Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Gordon Wilson, I'll be there. You guys gonna be there? Yeah! Be there. Okay, right. yeah. Uh, we're gonna be there. There'll be a live cross-politics show. Mm. Mark your calendars for October 11th through the 14th as we fight, laugh, and feast with beer and psalms, our amazing line up of speakers, our rowdy Christian merch, and a Sabbath feast to wrap up the occasion. Maybe an infant baptism. No, why, why do they always put that in there? I don't know. I, because because the flood, because the ark encounter was a baptism. It's true. And infants it's, were baptized. Right, yeah, everybody that got dunked died. died. <laughs> and everybody that got sprinkled lived. Just How remember that. that. How about that? Visit fightlifefeast.com for more information. Not for more information, to sign up today. You, you don't need right. any more information than That's that. Right. All right. Beer and Psalms. Y'all ready? Psalm 73? I don't, the king. I don't actually know this version, but it's the only one I could find. <laughs> it's Psalm 73. It's a, it's a metrical setting. Psalm 73 says, Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are as of, of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They're not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasseth them like a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens. Their tongue walketh through the earth. They're big mouths. Mm. Therefore, his people return hither, and waters of full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, how does God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain, washed my hands in innocency. For all day long, I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say, I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me mm. until I went into the sanctuary of God. Mm. Then I understood their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou cast them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation? As in a moment, they're utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream, when one waketh, so, O Lord, when thou wakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins, so foolish was I, and ignorant. I was like a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast hold me with my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? There is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart, and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare 
all thy works. Let the church say amen. Man. Oh, so you got more. I, oh, wow. I, yeah. I, I was just was reading the just, psalm. That was wow. so good. This is, psalm, this is actually a psalm of Asaph. Yeah. You know, not all the psalms are psalms of David. You know, Asaph, sometimes people forget he was, a, he was a songwriter too. David shared. The first 15 verses are all about, so the first half basically is all about his struggle with the apparent success and strength and prosperity of the wicked. Yeah. He, they don't seem to have the same troubles as everybody else. They're <laughs> fat and they're rich and they're corrupt and they mock heaven and they run their mouths and they mock God and they only get richer. And Asaph says, doesn't it even matter that I've made sacrifices to obey God, that I've confessed my sins? And if you even raise these kinds of questions, sometimes the rest of the faith will turn on you. Mm. He says, I can't even bring this up and talk about this whole thing, but I see them around me and it looks like, they're, they're prospering, uh, and it's so hard for me. The whole thing is far too much for Asaph to bear. Do you ever feel like that? You wonder if it's worth it to stand against evil again today? To speak up at work again? Mm. Or maybe, maybe you homeschool, or you send your kids to a Christian school, and you make huge sacrifices to make it happen, and then they come home from Christian school, and it's not as happy as you want it to be. It's really hard. Or maybe it's really hard to work at building Christian community where you are. People are hard. Defend people, David French. People are angular. People sin. People don't appreciate you. People accuse you of things that aren't true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sometimes look at the pagans and think, man, it'd be easier <laughs> over there. Do you ever look you ever look at them and think that? Or maybe you don't want to be a pagan exactly, but you're just tired of fighting. You're tired of trying to be faithful, working so hard at it. Verse 16 is the turn. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. He says, when I think about this, it just, ah. And then verse 17 says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then I understood their end. So good. Asaph says that he didn't understand, and the whole thing was too painful for him until he went into the sanctuary of God, until he went to worship. He didn't understand when he was scrolling through social media He didn't understand when the evening news was blaring. He didn't understand while the kids were squabbling and fussing. He didn't understand until he went into the sanctuary of God. Then he understood. You can't understand until you go into the presence of God and worship. And what did he come to understand? That God has set the wicked in slippery places. I love Mm -hmm. that line. He set them in slippery places. He's in the process of casting them down. They will pass away like a bad dream. And Asaph says he realized when he finally saw clearly and understood what God was up to, that he had been a beastly fool. God is his counsel and strength, and he confesses that it is good to draw near to God. So this is the charge for today. Do not evaluate your life. Don't evaluate our world. Don't evaluate our nation, your marriage, your job, your kids, your future, your past. Don't evaluate anything on your own. Don't evaluate it in your own wisdom according to your, how you feel about it right now, according to what it looks like online or what it sounds like in your head. You know all those voices? No. Go into the presence of God. Open his word and pour your heart out to the Lord. Go to church. Gather with the saints. Lift up your voice in song. Sit at his table. Hear the word. And then from that place, look at your life. From that place, look at our world, look at our land, look at your sin, look at your past and future, look at your marriage and children. And what you will see is that God is the strength of your heart and your portion forever. He will guide you by his wise spirit, and afterward he will receive you into glory. Trust him and obey him always. Amen. Amen. 
There, that's the part go, where you go say Go to the sanctuary. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> go to the sanctuary. Cheers, Cheers to the king. Cheers, Cheers to the, the king. king. Yeah. Mm. Cheers. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. See you guys in the backstage. One more clip of David French. I'm going to need a lot more of this. Hold tight. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.